0: Hello and welcome to the third episode of the monologue podcast. My name is John, and today's episode is going to be focusing on Pokemon Adventures. Um, so I'm a little <laughs> ticked off right now because this is technically the third time I'm recording this. I know I'm laughing, but uh, <laughs> that's how I cope with my stress. <laughs> so audition was being really stupid, and for some reason the audio would cut off after like four minutes. I have yet to find out why it did that, but now I'm recording through QuickTime, so. Adobe failed me but maybe Apple won't <laughs> so I'm putting my faith in Apple so we're covering Pokemon adventures as I said <laughs> I'm sorry I'm so pissed right now um, and it is currently 53 volumes in Japan uh, released right now there are some there are a bunch of chapters that have been um, that haven't been compiled yet into book format or tankobon format um, is what they call them in Japan the series is ongoing but right now there are only 53 volumes compiled right now and viz is published the series in english they're caught up with those 53 volumes which i think the 53rd right now is uh, pokemon black and white 2 volume 2. so Viz is caught up with that but i think at least for paperback but i think they're releasing still releasing the uh, manga digitally um, which is how I'm reading them. The series itself is written by Hironori Kusaka, who writes it to this day um, and has been writing it since the original release of the first volume in 1997. And I looked up information on the suit, and this is pretty much all he's known for. Like he doesn't write any other manga and doesn't seem like he has his hand in any other pots right now. Like this is his life's work. Um, so that's pretty interesting. And um, the artist for the first one, nine volumes, his name is Mato, and I don't know the history behind this, but the artist ended up being switched to Satoshi Yamamoto, who has been illustrating the series since volume 10. And uh, yeah, and this is literally all he's known for too, is uh, illustrating um, for this manga. Oh, actually, not, not, that's not totally true. So I found an Anime News Network article from 2010 that actually said he did illustrations for the card game as well, which is pretty neat. So if you remember, well, I think there was multiple artists um, for the the card game, but um, some of those were done by Satoshi Yamamoto, which is pretty neat. So the series is called Pokemon Adventures and then it has like the game generation as the subtitle. So it's like Pokemon Adventures Red and Blue, Pokemon Adventures Gold and Silver. The series is sequential so it's like Pokemon Adventures... Golden Silver, I think, starts like volume seven or something, but it'll still say Pokemon Adventures volume seven, Golden and silver, instead of saying Pokemon Adventures volume one, Golden silver. It doesn't like reset to number one for each generation. It just keeps going. But you can jump in at literally any point. Um, one thing to note, though, is that the way Viz published this, um, once it gets to like volume 30, which is like Pokemon, Diamond and Pearl and Platinum territory, they start from volume one again. It'll be called Pokemon Adventures, Diamond and Pearl volume one and that's something like to be alarmed about it's just that's the way they decide to do it i don't know why maybe it's less intimidating when you see pokemon adventures volume one instead of volume 30 because <laughs> then maybe the person or the parent looking at it like oh man do i have to get all these other these previous volumes for my child to be able to read this you know i don't know it's probably some sort of like marketing thing but as far as I know, how they're labeled in Japan is just literally just Pokemon Adventures Volumes 1 through 53. And uh, they're, you know, they're each their own series with new characters and everything. So new generation, new Pokemon, new character, new main character. And the character is usually named off of the, the color or the I guess now it's like gemstone of the series well now it's now it's like oh pokemon's naming conventions have been getting pretty weird but like the main character for pokemon red and blue his name is red his rival's name is blue who's like styled after gary you know there's another character called green um and right now i think viz is publishing um speaking of red and green they're publishing fire red and leaf green um i think it's already available in paperback but they're releasing it digitally and that's supposed to come out later this year that might be the exception to like the you know you can pick any generation and start with that because fire red and leaf green were technically at least for the video games were remasters of the original series so I'm not sure how that one is but the character on the cover kind of looks like red from the red and blue series I'm not sure um, but they're also releasing um, Sun and Moon right now technically the paperbacks since caught up with uh, the Japan releases is on black and white so i'm not sure you know i think they're releasing multiple at the same time and i figured i'd I'd, I'd include that because in case you want to like skip ahead and go to the most recent stuff there's a a few options to choose from it looks like but if you want the most most recent it would be pokemon black and white 2 volume 2. though that that doesn't entirely make sense considering sun and moon is the newest series I don't know. (laughs) I probably should have done a little more research for this. But if you do want to pick up Sun and Moon, it's still under the Pokemon Adventures banner, I believe. And uh, just remember that it's written by Kusaka, illustrated by Yamamoto, because there is another Pokemon Sun and Moon series called Pokemon Horizons. So that's just uh, figured I'd include that just in case you don't get confused. Um, They're all separate stories anyways, I'm sure. So like, you could probably pick up either or. Um, But if you want to stick with the same writer, same artist, um, make sure you see that it's written by Kusaka. So with that Pretty uh, decent introduction out of the way. Uh, decent in length I should say (laughs) I don't know about quality (laughs) that's up to you to decide but um I guess I'll get into a little bit of how the story is set up it's pretty basic this is a kids manga really but there are some things I think are worth pointing out um, that are definitely different from the show and the video game so it like borrows elements from both but then it also just kind of spins some things and makes it unique Kusaka does anyways he's the writer so for one this story so usually in Pokemon like at least in the video games the main character starts off with with no Pokemon. He has to go to Professor, you know, the Professor of that town, get his Pokemon, get his Pokédex, and set out on his journey. Well, the main character here, his name is Red, and he actually, when the in the opening pages, he already has a Pokemon. He's already a trainer. Um, he just happens to go to Professor Oak because I think his rival, his name is Blue, who's styled after Gary, and he's still Professor Oak's grandson in this in this story. His rival Blue um, had stopped by there and picked up his own Pokemon and Pokédex. It's a uh, very much like the the show, I think Professor Oak. You know, he's delegated three kids to uh, and and gave them a Pokemon and a Pokédex to like go out in the world on their own and explore and collect Pokemon and they're basically doing his research for him uh, by filling out the Pokedex and so that's basically what's going on here with red and uh, blue and then green who you meet later so he does pick up a Pokemon from Professor Oak still even though he technically already has a Pokemon and sets out on his journey so it's pretty straightforward from here like he goes from town to town just like in the games or the show um, meets characters along the way battles uh, gym leaders um, earns his badges so on and so forth catches Pokemon you know and he'll find himself in these little uh situations on the side um, that he has to resolve just like kind of like uh i don't know like problem of the week type of thing there are some characters that you'll see from the series because obviously if you know from the series and the game the first two leaders are brock and misty and so you will see them in the manga but unlike the show uh, they don't tag along for your adventure like just like the video game. You're just kind of on your own The red is on his own you there's uh, characters that pop in and out and he'll have interactions with them and stuff But for the most part he's on his own and I thought that was pretty neat So it's a very uh, similar to the video game in that respect um, They're not trying to go for like this massive journey because again These are like self-contained stories So like they're not going to set up these characters have them stick with uh, Red on his whole journey because it's progressing uh, Rather quickly. Um, I'm already in the middle of volume 2 and I'm, well, I don't want to spoil anything I mean, there's not a ton to spoil but yeah like his he's progressing through the map of the world um, rather quickly and then you have team rocket who's doing their team rocket stuff uh, you don't see Jesse and James it's like more like the team rocket grunts from the video game they're doing like Pokemon experiments they're trying to create mewtwo um, there's a bunch of bad stuff going on they're you know exploiting Pokemon and, and doing terrible things and and I guess that's pretty much the story as to be honest but there are um some really interesting details that I noticed about this manga compared to like the show and the video game that I thought were worth pointing out which is kind of why I wanted to do an episode on this because well one i think it's very accessible and if you want like a light read this is perfect for especially if you like pokemon but also it's just like it's interesting to see um kusaka his take on this the pokemon world So for one, in this world, and I can't remember if it's in the show or not, but like trainers, like the uh, Rocket League, (laughs) Team Rocket, they'll use their Pokemon to attack the trainers themselves. So like Pokemon will attack people, like humans um, in this world. And like in the wild too, I believe like when Red is trying to capture some Pokemon, they will attack him. They won't just be dead focused on the Pokemon he uses to battle. So that's pretty interesting. Another thing about this world is that Pokemon get dismembered. And I remember some themes about that, like I think the slowpoke tails in the game, like uh, Team Rocket would be chopping off slowpoke tails, if I remember correctly, or maybe that's even in the show, but like Pokemon get dismembered, like there is an onyx that just gets totally like disassembled like onyx is just made up of boulders anyway so maybe it's not as dramatic but i thought that was like i was like did he just kill that onyx like did that onyx just die like that's the way i was thinking they didn't just faint like he straight up died i think but also like you'll see some pokemon getting dismembered like just cut in half and like i was not expecting that and granted there's no blood or like crazy gore or anything. It just like kind of, I was kind of taking it back to see that. And I'm like, wow, so this is a possibility in this world. Like Pokemon can get totally like wrecked. Um, so that that was kind of interesting. Another thing is Pokeballs are a little different the way they're, they're drawn or the way they're represented in this series. So like in this show, the Pokeballs aren't transparent. They're a solid color. Like Pokemon get returned into their Pokeballs and then you don't see them. You don't see, you can't see inside the Pokeball. You just kind of have to assume they have like some, I don't know, some like paradise in there where they all get to like chill and hang out. But the manga is kind of it's kind of sad. It kind of reminds me of like walking into like a mall or something and you just see like the puppies behind the um, glass. It's like that's what it reminds me of, because like in this manga, the top part of the Pokeball, like the red part is transparent. So when the Pokemon get returned to their Pokeballs, you can still see. You can still see them like you can see them looking out. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is really depressing. I'm kind of disturbed right now. There's nothing else in that Pokeball. There's no other stimulus or stimuli. There's just, it's just the Pokemon staring out. And I'm guessing the only thing they could really do is like sleep. So like, I was like, man, I wasn't expecting that. So yeah, Pokeballs are literally just little, I don't even know what they're made of. I guess plastic, plastic cages for these, for these Pokemon. Like they're just looking out and just like until they're summoned to battle or whatever it's just like man this, this is kind of stuff I was like kind of alluded to in the last episode at the end when I was introducing what series I'd be covering how the Pokemon world is kind of dark when you think really hard about it it sucks uh, at least for the Pokemon it definitely sucks but also it's like there's some strange things man <laughs> and like you know just kids being sent out across the world just by themselves and when kids battle it's, you know they they're, they're, they're dog fighting the Pokemon basically and then they're taking each other's money and like it's just it's really weird but like this Pokeball thing just really threw me for a loop I'm like these poor things man like they're trapped in these little plastic Capsules with no stimuli like I always assumed like inside the pokeball was like a paradise I don't know what I thought but like I figured they'd be running through grass fields or something I don't know <laughs> but anyways that was interesting and some other little details one of them I noticed was red carries all of the pokemon he's caught with him so like he'll just have a bunch on his belt so like the rule at least for the game was you only can carry six but red even makes a comment he's like man I don't want to let any of these guys go so like he's just holding on to all of them on his belt it's just little details like that that I found really interesting about the series that I thought was worth reading by the end of volume One, I was like, okay, like this is cool. Volume two, the story, it introduces the story, you get a little bit more into Team Rocket, you meet one of the other characters was actually pretty has a pretty color, colorful personality. So I found volume 2 um a, a little more enjoyable than the first. Overall, like it's a it's a pretty decent read. Uh, I'll probably pick up volume 3 just to finish up like this little self-contained story. And then maybe I'll check out later volumes like later generations just to see how the art changed because it's a different artist and just see the other generations of Pokémon which I'm not really familiar with because I haven't been keeping up with the games or the TV show. Though I I am actually reading um or watching Sun and Moon on Netflix because it's like the there's like 50-something episodes on Netflix, and it's just so beautiful. Same animation studio, but it's just crazy how they've evolved over the years and just like how gorgeous um, Pokemon looks. It, it's it's absolutely gorgeous. If you have Netflix, I encourage you. And I guess this could be my my parting gift for this episode, which I realize I have not been including. <laughs> so like in my introduction episode, I said I was going to do this, that, and the other and have this format, and I just didn't adhere to it. But yeah, my, yeah, I guess my parting gift for this episode is like, if you have Netflix, check out Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, it's a very, very pretty and it's just like a charming. I don't know. It just makes me happy watching it sometimes like when I'm not totally in the mood for it. It actually puts me to sleep <laughs> which isn't like high praise but like on the episodes where I was like I really feel like watching Pokemon Sun and Moon today so I'm gonna watch it I haven't been disappointed it's it's been really good but anyways enough about that yeah if you want to pick up uh Pokemon Adventures again there's I believe all 53 volumes are available at least um in paperback digitally they're um Viz is um pushing them out digitally again I think like the Pokemon Fire Red, like they're just releasing them and they're releasing multiple at a time so like later on this year, they're going to release like 10 volumes digitally or something like that. I probably should do a little more research for that. But I, I have a very small outline. But also, like I mentioned earlier, Amazon um, does make it easy because they'll separate these the paperback volumes into box sets based on Pokemon generation. So that's pretty cool if you prefer to collect them in, in physical form. So next week's episode is actually going to be on The Promised Neverland, by, written by Kayu Shirai. And not Caillou like the bald little kid from that little old children's cartoon, but I think it's pronounced Caillou. I really don't like to pronounce it Caillou because now all I think about is Caillou <laughs> from the, the cartoon. But yeah, Caillou Shirai. And uh, it's yeah, um, called The Promised Neverland. Uh, there's currently six volumes out and I'm almost completely caught up. I am actually purchased volume six. I plan to read that. So I may or may not get a little more in-depth in the next episode because I've read more of it. But I'm also not going to get crazy into spoilers because this is definitely a manga that um, is very story-heavy, and uh, man, there's just a lot of interesting things a- about it. And it's currently being published in Shonen Jump, just like um, My Hero Academia Vigilantes was, that I introduced in my um, previous episode. And it's it's getting pretty popular. The uh, anime for it is coming out in uh, the winter season. It's super... It's really different compared to a lot of the stuff running... That have run in Shonen Jump. If anything, the, the closest comparison I can think of is Death Note, but it's not as... Death Note's more of like... <sighs> I don't want to say edgy because that has like a negative connotation, but it's, it's it's less edgy than Death Note, I guess. <laughs> like take that as you will. I, I don't really know how to like explain it, but I don't want to get like serious spoilers, and I don't want to like ha- give you any like preconceived ideas about the manga. It's just different, and it's very like suspenseful. There's a lot of plotting, and um, it's uh, really smart. I'm constantly impressed with each volume that release, um, and I can't wait to get into it next week. That's it for this week. I just want to thank you guys for listening again, and uh, I'll catch you guys next week.